I'm excited to share that the Press One for Nick podcast is this year's media sponsor at the AMA Ignite Conference. I've been involved for four years already, and this conference is awesome because it focuses on customer experience from a marketing lens. I enjoy the speakers every year, and I always meet other like-minded professionals. The AMA Ignite Conference is taking place in person in Cincinnati on Friday, September 23rd, and the theme this year is the experience equation, customer experience plus Employee experience equals the total experience. If you're interested, the Press One for Nick listeners can get an additional 10% discount on the AMA Ignite Conference by using the promo code Press One for Nick when you register. To learn more and register, go to igniteama.com. That's igniteama.com. This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Jason McGowan. Jason is the co-founder and CEO of Crumble Cookies. And for those listeners who don't already know, they are America's fastest growing gourmet cookie company. Jason is the one who developed the recipe for Crumble's chocolate chip cookies. And Jason thrives on working with brilliant people and creating simple, high quality products and services that can improve the lives of others and impact society for the better. And I'm looking forward to digging in here with Jason. So Jason, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Great. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. And uh, great to speak with you and, and your audience. Yep, you bet. So one question I have for every single guest at the very beginning is, what's one thing people might not know about you? The one thing I think not a lot of people know is that I'm actually Canadian. So I'm American now, but um, I, I'm an immigrant from Canada and I was born and raised in Canada. And then later on in my life, decided to to come to America and and try my hopes and dreams. But yeah, I'm a Canadian and now I'm officially an American as well. So that's one thing that people may not know about me. That is definitely interesting. One thing that I did a little digging, I always do a little bit creeping on my guests is that you <laughs> enjoy <laughs> you enjoy board games. I do. What's your go-to? It's Settlers of Catan. It's a combination of strategy and and also negotiations and all that kind of fun stuff. So I love a good game of like Settlers of Catan. Although there is a, um, I will give you a little hint. There is a board game coming out uh, for Crumble that no one knows about. You're the first person I'm telling right now. I can't give you any more details or the marketing team and uh, everyone will kill me, maybe even legal. But we do have a, a game that's coming out that we're working with someone and it's uh, we're, we're pretty excited and pumped about it. I can only imagine. I'm just going to, start swirling up all these ideas and it's going to be like the the shoots and ladders versus candy cane board game it's going to be amazing i already know it. oh it's going to be fun we did like a, a a game day where we kind of played like the demo version of it and it was like so competitive so fun nostalgic all all kinds of things so we're 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 pretty pumped i'm pretty excited about it looking forward to it i'll, I'll share it with all my all the my listeners when as soon as it comes out so Let's dig into the meat of the conversation or the dough for that matter is you started a cookie company and you didn't even know how to bake. Is that true? 
<laughs> That's very true. Me and my cousin Sawyer, we call ourselves the crazy cousins. We didn't know anything about baking. Now, we loved baking. We loved eating the baking from our families and our moms and grandmas and all that sort of thing. But we, yeah, we didn't we didn't know how to bake. And it was actually really, really embarrassing when we got started because we really wanted to try a concept that was kind of simple. I come from mm-hmm. a technology background. So I'm like, oh, I want to build something that involves technology. So I love the idea of branding and all these things. And we we're like, well, let's, we both love, you know, cookies. It's simple. It'll be something that's kind of fun to do. And we got going with it and we realized like really quickly when you see our first batch of cookies, it was just horrendous. The cookies look like full-size pancakes. They look so unappetizing. And we just were like, oh my goodness, we got to figure out what to do. And I come from the software world and in the software world, what you really do is in order to come up with the best product or the, the best service, you do something called A-B testing. Now in the bakery world, you call that taste testing, right? So we would go and we'd take a, uh, we'd have a recipe and we would go and we would replace, okay, what's going to be more important, milk chocolate chips or semi-sweet chocolate chips? Like I love semi-sweet. Sawyer loves milk chocolate chips. So it was like this heated debate on what we're going to have. And we decided the best way to actually build the best cookie in the world is to actually just taste test our way to it. And so we didn't know how to bake. We started teaching ourselves some basic, you know, baking concepts. And we started mixing the dough and started changing things out like semi-sweet and milk. And then we go to local gas stations and friends and family. And we take them two plates of cookies and we'd say, which cookie tastes better by only changing out one ingredient? And so we kept doing that until we taste tested our way to our what we call the perfect chocolate chip cookie. And we spent so much time on it that when we opened our store, we only had one cookie. We sold one cookie. We opened one business, one location, and one cookie, and that's it. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, nobody's going to come. This is ridiculous. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, people will like it. And we just created so much passion and love on just making one thing and making it so good that we hope people would like it. And it took off people just from day one, people just kind of lined up throughout the building and they heard about it and tasted it. And it was, it was, that started off crumble cookies. It's such an interesting story for somebody who never knew how to cook. And you're like, I'm going to figure this out. I can just picture two dudes on YouTube trying to figure out like, how do I mix these things together? Looking at the, the, the old baking cookbooks and you're trying to figure it out. But how many cookies do you think you made to get to that perfect cookie? I don't, I, thousands and thousands of cookies. Like we actually used to get to the point because you would change in one baking process, we would, we would actually have to mix the dough. And if it was wrong or it didn't come out just right, we'd have to mix a full batch in a commercial mixer. And so we'd grab all that dough. We'd have to put it on our, on our, in, in, a, in the garbage. And I remember using these garbage sacks and they look like body bags. And of course we we're working all hours to try to get a recipe perfect. So it was like three in the morning, two guys that are just like, trying their best to haul over this garbage bag over the garbage can. And, and I remember looking back at me like, Oh my goodness, I hope like the police don't come by because they're going to be like, what are these guys doing? What are they dumping into that dumpster? It was so much dough and so much time and so much energy, but just thousands and thousands of cookies really to, to really get to that perfect cookie. That's amazing. Yeah. So you, you came down to this perfect cookie. You're now selling one cookie Yes. You you have a place in Logan, Utah that you just rented out. You're hoping that it works out. And you go from selling one cookie in 2017 to now serving a million plus cookies daily, which is a huge milestone that just recently broke. And congratulations on that. So give me the journey because you don't just like randomly open up a store 
bake these thousands of cookies and then now you're making a million cookies. So what does that journey look like? And how do you go from one, one location? You're like, Hey, there's something to this. Let's bake another cookie or let's bake another, make another location. What's that journey look like from your perspective? Yeah. So I think really what started off was that perfect chocolate chip cookie. And then after that, we realized what will make us different, you know, better and special and unique is really just coming up with these new recipes and making sure that we have these new recipes. And so back in the day, I mean, we just weren't like, we were serious about the business, but we were just having fun. Right. And so um, we used to be open up till, till two o'clock in the morning. And we noticed that sales were a little slow between midnight and two in the morning. And so we're like, what are we going to do to like increase sales? And so we were like, let's just create a cookie. And it's only available between midnight and 2 a.m. And we called it the Midnight Mint. And it was our first, one of our first kind of specialty cookies was this Midnight Mint. And we were only available at this time. And so that kind of just started our creativity and our fun. And so we started coming up with new cookies, new flavors, and really started building kind of our recipe book of, of, of you know, recipes and we kept trying to, you know, add cookies. But over time, as you started adding more cookies, logistically, you started becoming really, really hard. You can't have like, you know, dozens or hundreds of cookies all available at the same time. And so that kind of started off kind of our, our ability to kind of come up with new recipes and really kind of go through that fun experience. Separate aside from that, we we had a lot of family members who at the very beginning were like, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, people can just bake cookies at home. No one's going to want to come to the store and buy cookies. Um, I had one family member tell me, I hate to tell you, Jason, this is gonna be the one business that finally fails for you. And so we had all these family members. And then when they saw the success of it, they really wanted to like, oh, we want to be a part of this. And so that's kind of how the franchise concept came abroad. It wasn't this huge master plan to like conquer America and become the nation's number one cookie, you know, business. It was really just like, hey, let's get this, let's get some friends and some family involved who really seen the success and want to have it. And so when we opened up our first franchise location, which was in Bountiful, Utah, we had this kind of several cookies at the time. I think we were serving like nine or 10 cookies or something. And it was just so much operationally. And when we opened it, just the floodgates came in, people came in, we started running out of cookies and it really kind of bore this like need to be like, okay, we need to rethink this whole model and like what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. And and we sat down from that moment after that really, really hard week. I mean, there were tears from us and our and our franchise partners. And we're like, how are we going to do this? And we really sat there and we thought about like, hey, what can we do? And that's really when the rotation and the menu was born, was saying, okay, well, let's rotate them out every single week. And we kind of rotated out different dailies and stuff before, but this was really the formation of our, our business model of rotating the, the cookies out. And that's kind of how it started. The rotating menu is from, from that need. And as we did that, then all of a sudden, just the experience and we're like, well, when did we drop it? We need to drop it consistently. And, you know, there used to be television back in the day where they would launch something and everyone would watch it together. It'd be so fun. But now with DVR and these things, people can't do that anymore. But what if we could bring that back and have that experience of, you know, launching at the same time and everyone comes. So then we started saying, okay, we're going to launch it at 6 p.m. on Sunday when no one can get cookies so they can just enjoy the hype and the experience and be talking about it. And kind of drop the flavors. And so we dropped the flavors with just, you know, simple videos and that kind of kind of thing. And that kind of just bore this like this experience. And so as we started growing more stores and and kept dropping those Sunday videos, it got it started becoming such a problem that all the social media platforms started thinking it was spam because it was viral so quickly. So like all of a sudden, like it would shut it down. We get comments like this is in violation. 
And so we had to reach out to them and explain to them what we were doing because there were so many comments and so many excitement around that time that it just literally broke social media sites. So like Instagram, Facebook at the time, those were kind of the, the, the major platforms at the time, but yeah. And so it just really created this experience and this fun thing. And as we've done that, and as we've kind of grown to, to go throughout different states and it just kind of has grown this experience and and that's kind of what's led to kind of our million cookies a day. So it wasn't this big, huge grandmaster plan. It was just like coming up with amazing cookies, focusing on quality, focusing on the best ingredients that we have. Like one thing you'll notice you go into our stores and about the experience of the stores is you go in and just like we've been thinking about the cookies, we've been thinking about the experience. Like what does it smell like when you come to the stores? You know, a lot of the competitors, they'll go make their dough in some factory and they'll like ship it into the stores and like in frozen hockey pucks or whatever. And they'll put them into the oven. They'll still be baked, but it wasn't like freshly made. And we've learned from our experience that that even though that's really hard and a lot of time and energy and training 30,000 bakers how to bake, having that fresh experience, watching someone crack the eggs, watching flour spilt a little bit on the floor that we need to clean up, like just that raw, messy experience and just seeing it real is just such a great experience when people come into the stores. So they have a combination of that great experience with the best cookies in the world. And it's really created this kind of uh, dynamic on social media and, and all these platforms to just be really, really excited about everything that's happening uh, new every week. And there's so much to unpack there. I, I don't know where even to start. I just know <laughs> that as a, as a fellow Canadian, you had to bring in the hockey puck uh, yes. to the storytelling. <laughs> yeah, right. we had to go away from the Canadian hockey pucks. No, no, uh, no frozen pucks that crumble. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. It's great. And so I've, my first experience with, with Crumble Cookie and wasn't, I was inviting a, a family over for dinner and they were like, Hey, what can we bring? And I was like, I, I don't know, just bring some dessert. And they came with this pink box. And I was like, what, what the heck is this? And they're like, these crumble cookies, you got to have them. And I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll try them. But you know, I already got my favorites over here and this company over here and not around cookies, but other things. And that, that sound amazing. And, but I was like, if I trust you, like I'll, I'll try this thing out. And I tried it and I was like, this isn't a cookie. Like this is an experience and, it, and it's kind of like you get these amazing experiences that you don't really get elsewhere. And it's not like, I'm not going to say it's like an explosion, but it's it, the taste buds do something different than what they're used to or what that, that what you're projecting them to do. Then I came and went to the store at, at crumble cookie and I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And so I got the opportunity and the line was out the door and they're running some promo and I don't remember what it was, but you're, you're exactly right. The, the flour, maybe a little bit's on the ground, but the, the eggs are cracking right in front of you and they're cracking them both together and they're throwing them in the, in the big thing and they're stirring it, stirring it with the big machine. You're like, this is a pretty cool 
experience because it's it's a whole team that are working together and you get all of these people that are making this big S in the line and they're picking their favorites and they're talking about which ones they like and which ones that wasn't their favorite. And, and that's okay too, but it's all a part of the journey. And so how are you consistently creating that that experience over time? You know, the one thing, the one question I do have for you is that you've opened 500 stores in five years. That's gangbusters right there. Like you are on a tear. So how are you making sure that each location is orchestrating a delightful crumble experience that I that I got to experience? So really for what came down to us is technology. So this kind of comes from my background, right? Like how do you scale to 500 stores? How do you make sure the quality is there? How do you make sure the, the experience, like you said, is there? And, I, and we've built a lot of internal tools to do just that. Like one small example is we've built our own our own customer app. So when you order, whether it's in person or store, and when you sign up to our loyalty program, and we have your phone number. And at the end of simply when you purchase cookies, we'll just send you a text message that just says, hey, how are your cookies? Well, we give you kind of points and those things that let you get free cookies. And it sends you a message saying, you know, share a picture of your cookies. And when you share the picture of your cookies, it goes into this big system that we have. And we get thousands, tens of thousands of cookies every single day for all these stores coming in. Well, we have this team and we've built this technology to scan and find these cookies and be able to, for you to rate the quality on all these cookies. So this is just, again, one small tool, right? But we go and we rate the quality across all the stores and we say, okay, here's our quality. And then we put it back to the franchise partners and we show them they can not only see their quality, but they can see how do they rank and stack up against others. Okay, well... I see my cookies here. I see, okay, this is the this 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 is the coconut cake. Okay, I can see that our dressing wasn't as good as it needed to be by 10% of the time compared to this other store. So I'm gonna go and train my staff and that sort of thing. And then it lets us also from a headquarter perspective look on a very macro level and saying, okay, across the board, this cookie may be running a, a little bit different than it should be on its height and the reasons X, Y, and Z. I don't want to give away any secrets, but these are the, these are the three or four different reasons, usually potentially one for that on, on being flat. And we'll send out trainings and tips to all 30,000 bakers on another piece of technology, which is like an in, internal social network where we show them videos and that sort of thing on how they can improve their baking skills in that particular cookie. So as we look at quality, our quality has just been amazing. You know, as you go from one store to 500 stores, sometimes the perception is like, oh, wow, you're seeing more on social media and you're like, is there quality going on? Are they growing too fast? And those things, but what's great from our us and what the view I get is like I say, actually our quality is improving. Just the number of stores, right? You have one bad cookie that gets posted to TikTok or to, to Facebook and it's just like, oh my goodness, the, 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 this, this is bad quality all around, but it's actually not. Our quality has been phenomenal. Um, and we do have mistakes. Don't get me wrong. We were building from scratch. We're not printing them for some machine like some of these other competitors are. So they're sometimes they're perfectly imperfect was what we say, right? But we can use technology and tools as a quality, for example, to really, really scale the business. Well, we do the same thing for finding locations. Uh, we do this use technology for ordering, uh, for understanding the ticket times in the stores, from understanding just kind of all the things that matter to us, even from the do you say welcome to crumble when people come in? Do they feel welcome? Like we track all those things and then we give all those things to our franchise partners. And another thing I think that has been really, really huge for us and has been a, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason for our success is all of our franchise partners who've come with us 
have all come and have tried crumble, have tasted it, and then wanted to open a crumble. And what I mean by that is we've never advertised ever crumble. So you see all these other franchise concepts, they're advertising on Facebook and Instagram, get a store, make this much money. And we purposefully have never really done that. And we kind of flew under the radar. And we even from a national perspective, we turned down a lot of national media at the beginning because we didn't want to create this, see people see this as just a way to make money. We wanted to, we want them to come and enjoy the experience of crumble, enjoy what it really means to be a crumbler, right? And by doing that, it's allowed us to have naturally people come in and use those people as franchise partners. Like we didn't even have a Wikipedia page. We had 500 stores. We didn't have a Wikipedia page, but that was all by design to really bring in people who really, really care, who um, love the brand. And so having great quality people that are in their stores, running it, loving the brand, loving the product that they have, there's really no replicating that. And I feel like that has been a huge key to our strategy to succeeding. So it's interesting because they're, they're a crumbler. And then, then there's the difference between the crumbler and then the crumble crew, which is part of the group at the, at the corporate level. Is that right? Yeah. So crumble crew, we are like the, are like the bakers. We call them the bakers and those crumblers are kind of like our fans and those people who just come and enjoy the cookies. They're part of our crumble family. Right. And so with the crumble crew, how are you going about making sure that they're the right fit and they're the sitting on the right bus in the right seat? And does it come down to culture? Does it come down to the experience, uh, expertise, like what does that mean to have the right people that are part of the Crumble crew? One thing that we've done a good job and the team has really done a phenomenal job here is creating that accent, that sense of excitement and Crumble being really, really exciting among the young demographic. And doing that lets us kind of have the pick of really the best, right? So if you go to other brands, you you see signs in the store that are like $15 an hour, $18 an hour and all these different things. And we still love to pay our crew members well, but having us being able to pick, because when you're something that's really in and really fun to be a part of, it allows us to be able to kind of have the cream of the crop, right? Being able to pick and be selective where other brands are just trying to grab whoever they can. Although hiring is a challenge still for everyone, I feel like it's a lot less for us. And we have the opportunity to really select the great crumble crew that they are. So we look for all of those kinds of things. We look for you know, those people that are going to be hard workers. We look for people that are going to be, have great, their personality can shine through when they're, when they're having that, that customer experience come in. We're looking for people who love actually the product that they tried it when they come in. And so it really helps us continue the culture of really um, um, making sure that those crew members love the brand and really love the product that they're serving. So when it comes to every time I open up crumble cookies, you see this amazing video that's dropping dough onto the M&Ms or whatever else is going on. I see the the weekly, I have the website open right now. So you got the mint brownie, you got the strawberry ice cream bar, you got the chocolate caramel, the monster, the banana bread, and then of course your world famous milk chocolate chip. But yeah. video is a big deal now more than ever. And so visualizing, educating, informing, exciting is that scarcity effect of, hey, these are only around for so long, I better jump on this next cookie. How are you using video? You mentioned social media, but how are you using video to engage and build that brand? Video is really something that's a natural extension of the social media platforms that we use in general, right? If you look from social media kind of evolution, um, whether it was text, photos, you look at bandwidth rates uh, and that sort of thing, 
that made it so that like Instagram was popular because you had a, you know, photo that was really looked really good and they use these filters and that sort of thing. But we've come to the time with just such a, a plethora of bandwidth availability. Videos become really, really popular. If you look at TikTok and these other platforms, uh, videos become really popular. So one of the re- reasons why we use the video is because it's what the platforms want, right? It's what it's what our customers want. So so it really goes viral within those in, in, in different platforms and we kind of leverage it to those platforms that are there. But also video is really powerful in telling a story, right? I mean, from a photo is great, but just seeing that video and seeing like the honey fall on the cookie, you know, or seeing those things, it gets you really excited. It gets you really emotional about those cookies and really like, and really just, it's just fun. Like at Crumble, we just love to have fun, right? Whether it's, (laughs) whether it's just baking or coming up with crazy ideas and um, that sort of thing. We just like to have fun and we really want our customers to really have fun and be part of the experience. And so the video really allows us to kind of have that fun experience. It's not stale or boring and that sort of thing. It really creates the fun part of Crumble. So video is a huge thing. It leverages the platforms, which with the direction that they're going, but it also allows us to storytell a little bit better. So that's kind of why uh, we've gone really heavy in video. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's clear, it's crisp. It, it tells a story and and it drives excitement too because you're you're dropping strawberries from from the air and it's dropping into powder and it just looks awesome. So keep keep doing that. You know the one question I had for you too is you started off at the very beginning and it was is you and the crazy cousin who are throwing together cookies for a thousand cookies at at one time to to create this one cookie. Now you have test kitchens. You have this process of going through and picking out these new and, and amazing cookies that everybody gets to enjoy. But what is that process of going from this test kitchen to the consumers that they get to enjoy? And, and obviously, don't you don't need to share any secret sauce, but what does that look like? And how many of them don't make the cut versus do? Well, we have two different kinds. Of, when you say make the cut, there's two different kinds. There is there's the kind that never see the light of day. And then there's the kind that we send to the graveyard, meaning like it went through the whole processes, but the final process, which is sales, you know, it didn't just quite hit right. So we either have to reimagine the cookie or it has to go to the graveyard and say bye-bye. So the process right now is it's it's run by my business partner, Sawyer Hemsley, and he does a phenomenal job of this. And what he does is he takes these cookies and we we get inspiration from, you know, different kinds of treats that are out there and different kinds of candies that are out there. So you kind of get all these different things and you get some inspiration from these things. And you also think about nostalgia when you're a kid and all these kinds of things. And you you get all these different things and it comes in the ideation phase. And that's really Sawyer coming up with these ideas and the R&D team thinking through like, this would be really, really fun. And once it kind of gets from the ideation phase, it goes into the R&D phase. And the R&D phase is all about uh, making that that kind of idea a reality. Can you make this creamsicle actually taste like a creamsicle, right? What, what kind of flavor profiles? And so you, you dig through all these different things. You have to decide whether it's warm or chilled and all these different things. So you go through this flavor flavor profiling in this R&D phase. And every day uh, you know, at 3 p.m., we're going down and we're tasting cookies. Mostly Sawyer's going down, he's tasting these cookies. And he's going through and we're tasting you know, several variations of these cookies. And this kind of goes through the first kind of corporate phase of testing. Once we feel like we've got a good kind of baseline there of like, okay, this one out from these different flavors, same thing. We're taste testing our way here. Then we put them out to testing stores. So we've created these stores that are just trusted stores, have, have again, amazing franchise partners who really know their stuff and know how to run crumbles really, really, really well. And we put them in these stores 
and they will launch them and run them um, for different periods of time in these stores. And in these stores, they'll have a QR code that's a feedback survey. And so they'll enjoy these cookies, they'll see it as a testing, and our customers love being a part of this experience. So we'll get the, the survey, they'll see it, and then we'll also see it online. We'll see it on whether it's Reddit or Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. We are no respecter of where this content is, maybe even LinkedIn. So we see all this content from these customers trying these cookies, writing these posts. We get this information back from the survey, and then we take all this data and we say, okay, what are the customers saying about this? What are they liking? What are they not liking? And we make tweaks and we keep doing it. But in the survey, we have a set of rules that they have to pass certain benchmarks from our customers or they will not see the light of day. Except for one time when I launched a bubblegum cookie and I pushed it through and it was a disaster, okay? Other than that time when I broke all the rules and it was a disaster, that's, that's the process that we follow, right? Once it does that, then we put it on the calendar and it goes through this whole sourcing thing where we got to source the ingredients and, and it gets kind of boring from there. But we figure it out, uh, we get a source, it gets on the calendar and then we kind of ship it nationwide and then we check sales and we compare them against all of our other cookies and they have to fight for their place. So that's, that's kind of the whole process. It's pretty long and it's really intensive, but we really feel like one of the reasons why the chocolate chip cookie has succeeded and that really kicked off our start was really investing in using our customers to really help us perfect our cookies. You know, a lot of bakeries or restaurants, they come up with this perfect chef who just magically has the right touch and will can launch this dish or this, this special, you know, dessert and everyone in the world will just love it. Our kind of approach is a little different. It's more iterative and saying like we can perfect our way to the perfect cookie. And, and even after cookies launched, if we see it and we see feedback, we'll reimagine it, change up certain flavor profiles, change up some drizzles, do all kinds of different things. And really just, just, we're just on a mission, just simply just to make, you know, bring friends and family together over the best box of cookies in the world. And that's what we try to do every day. They are the best box of cookies in the world. And unfortunately, the bubble gum hit the graveyard sooner than you wanted it to. <laughs> it did. <laughs> but I, I love the iteration. Uh, I, I think people should just work for crumble cookies just so they can show up at three o'clock and have a, a delicious, amazing cookie to taste test. Okay. And very cool. So I wrap up every single podcast with two questions. And the first one, I, I'm going to ask the question, but I'm going to, I'm going to twist it on you is, is what book or person in, in customer service and customer experience has influenced you the most in the past year? So I'm going to keep that one. And then I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a change on the second question. So when I think of customer experience and customer service, I really think of Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that's for a lot of people, but not only the attention to detail of what the product that you're launching or the experience that you're trying to have customers experience. One of the things that I've learned from him is to take things out. You know, a lot of times in the food, especially in the food business, there's just, there's so much menus, so much things that are complicated. It's like we have six cookies, but let's make six amazing cookies. And let's just focus on that experience when you come in the store and so for me, I think it's just been an inspiration to watch what he's done through all the products in his life. And unfortunately, he kind of left us way early, I feel like, because I was just such a huge fan of his. But he really just had a passion and dedication to bring the world the best. And so he's been an inspiration to me on making sure that whatever we do, we not only focus on bringing on the best, but we say no to a lot of things. Um, so I think Steve Jobs. Yeah, and he had he was very competitive. And like you said, the cookies have to fight for their place. And, yeah. and I think all of his products were 
He had a ton of attention to detail as well. And he uh-huh. focused on the experience all the way to the box. And mm-hmm. so what was the box and how do you make sure that it's perfect and it's going to, it's going to be exactly what you're looking for when you open it and, and deliver that experience, let alone the, the product itself. So I love that answer. The second question I have for you, and I'm going to have you ask it or answer it twice in different ways. So the first one is, or the first question I have is if you could leave a note to all customer service professionals and it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say? And then I got an iteration of that one. I would probably write a note that just said, remember the details right? It's it's the details. Yeah. A lot of time when you're building things or you're thinking about customer service, you, you you focus so much on all the core things that need to get done for the customer, for the cookies, for the product, those other things. And it's almost like always like people just forget to leave room for the details. It's just like, it's like, oh, is that really important? But actually those details are what are really, really important. As one of our crew members, when they look at a customer in the eye and they just say, we'll see you next week, or how was your day? That's a small detail that can often get overlooked, right? Or the shape of the box, you know, like we always fight and people are like, does it really even matter the shape of the box? And like the answer is yes, it does. It really, really matters. And those details really matter. So I think as, as, as those that are, you know, our crew members or our franchise partners or, or others, I always say, you know, take an extra little bit of time on that swirl on that cookie, take a little extra time to say, to saying kind words to someone, take a little extra time to make sure you're at your, your bakery is the cleanest in the world, you know, take a little extra time to make sure that those details. So I think that, uh, remember the details would be my note. Sound advice. So the last question I have for you is anybody who is interested in opening up a crumble cookie. So franchisee potential, what would you ask them or, or what should they, what would you tell them about crumble cookie or about what that journey is like? Well, I would say that we, the journey is not easy, you know, because it's only, you know, a simple concept. It's actually a lot of work. I would first ask if they've tried crumble and what their experience was like. I wanted them to be a loyal, you know, fan and crumbler, but I would really, I'd really try to let them understand, like you go through this mental process of, this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to, I'm nervous. Should I really invest in this? Should I have mortgaged my house? I mean, all these people go through dreams. They, they've come up with the money for this. And then you almost always, they open the first day and they just are so excited. Like sales are coming in. They're super excited. Their staff is there and they're just like, this is amazing. I can't believe it worked. And then usually for the next month, the, 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 the thought is usually this. I don't care how much money I'm making. I should never, ever have done this. This was the worst idea ever, right? Because you're training, you know, 70 bakers how to bake brand new from the beginning. You're learning about culture and about leadership and about training and about um, dedication and hard work. And just all these things are coming together. And it's just like, it's an emotional experience. But after that, I'd say it just becomes just such a joy to to serve the customers and to watch them experience Crumble. You know, Crumble, we talked a lot today about cookies, but our mission statement is also about bringing friends and family together. And I think one of the most joyful experiences from Crumble is about that part about bringing people together. When I first started Crumble, I had done other things in my past and my kids have been like, oh, cool, dad. But I'll never forget the look in their eye when they came to that crumble and they're like, dad, you own a cookie store? And they were just so excited and it just brought my family together and they were so proud of me. And I just, I just, 
it's so joyful watching that. And our cookies are large and they're meant to be shared. And so when you see those cookies and you share them, just like you, they, your friend brought them to you, it's not just about those cookies. What we get really, really excited about is bringing those friends together that haven't seen each other for a long time. It's bringing those friend, mother and daughter together to just share an experience every single week. It's about bringing those franchise tech partners together with their crew members or with their communities that they're part of and, and sharing those cookies with their, their local schools and their, their local you know hospitals and all those things about bringing people together. So I think what I would say to those franchise partners is one, it's going to be hard. It's not super easy, but you will find so much joy in the journey of bringing people together. And so if you want to, if you are passionate about bringing people together and you're passionate about our cookies, apply because you'll be a great fit. Such an awesome, awesome story. I love the passion that you're, you're throwing behind that. It's not just a success story, but it's something that you're fired up about still after five years. And I can see that journey only continue on that rocket ship. So for all my listeners, go to crumblecookies.com, find a crumble near you and try the experience and then tell Crumble on all social media on what you think of that experience. Jason, thanks so much for this opportunity. It's been a blast and I love to hear your story. Nick, thanks for having me and thanks for all your audience for, for having me as well. Hey listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.